Well, good morning, everybody, and thanks for being here today. It is Vision Sunday, and one of the things we like to do is give you a little background on where we're at, where we've been, uh, what we're going through, and some things we're looking forward to. And uh, we often take these times to kind of review a little bit because that can prevent what's often penned as uh, mission slip or something that gets us off of where we're headed as a church. And so we like to be upfront with everyone that comes here at least yearly of what we're about so they know ahead of time so that other things don't necessarily surprise them. And we are able to tell them this is kind of why we do what we do, how we do it, and what is the behind of what we're doing. Because it can tend sometimes to feel like if there's no idea of what's going on, we can sometimes slip towards distrust instead of trust. And so we like to be open in front and communicate that with our church. And we do this every February. And this is one of the things that we talk about, our family dynamics. Now, now, what do I mean by that? Every family has dynamics, things that your family does that maybe the other family doesn't do. Sometimes you call them traditions. Sometimes it's a personality style of your family that's just different than other families. Some families love to travel. Other families don't necessarily as much. Some families love to do certain things that are integrate to them, but when they get around even their closest relatives, there's differences. Well, one of the things I remember growing up was getting together for reunions on my mom's side of the family, and my Grammy would pull out a Polaroid. Now, I called her Grammy. Y'all got different names, you grandparents, right? Because these grandkids sometimes name you. That's why in our family currently, there is a Guggy. And there's no other reason for that name except the firstborn went, Guggy, Guggy, and we went with it, okay? So we got nannies out there and grandmas, grandpas, paps and pappies and grandpas and Grammys. And our Grammy had a Polaroid camera and the families would get together. As the families grew, there's a lot of different opinions. There were a lot of different philosophies on how to raise children or where to go, but we all centered around one thing. Grammy's gonna get a Polaroid picture. And so we'd line up. Up, and for one to maybe three seconds, everybody looked completely unified. And then we snapped that picture and Grammy got her Polaroid. It was a family dynamic. She's in glory now. And that family dynamic isn't quite there as it was when she was there. Every family has these dynamics. It kind of makes them what they are. Our family here at Renew is not another church. In fact, you live in a social media environment where everybody tries to compare what other churches are doing to your church. You even live in an abundant area where people are saying things like, your church should be doing this and here's seven things your pastor should be doing. And so you live in these worlds of shame and guilt and why aren't we and are we doing something wrong or am I going something? And it's important for you to know, hey, this is where our leadership's at. This is prayed through. This is how they lead our church and it's our family dynamics. And it might not be another church's dynamics, but humbly, we're not trying to be another church. We're trying to serve and minister to our family that's gathered here. And our family's growing right now. Our family has a lot of new members. In fact, you might come in on a Sunday and go, I don't know anybody around me. Well, they don't know you probably either. And so you get a chance to maybe even pretend you've been here a long time. No, don't, I'm not pr proposing you lie. But here's kind of some dynamics that make our family what it is. We have a mission, vision, and strategy here. 
And we talk about that frequently. One, we have a mission. And it's built off verses. We grab scripture that kind of really directs our leadership. And one of those things is a passage in 1 Corinthians. It says, brothers, do not be children in your thinking. Be infants in evil, but in your thinking, be mature. One of our mission statements is growing people of all ages to a mature faith in Jesus Christ. Now, mature does not mean age. For there are sometimes very old believers who are less mature sometimes than younger believers. It's really speaking of living out the fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, the marks of maturity. And on top of that, we desire to lead people and have a mission to bring people to maturity through the scriptures to become more and more like Jesus Christ, not more and more like the world. And so we're growing people of all ages. We invest heavily into our children's and youth ministries. You may say, why so much? Because we don't believe they're the future church. We believe there are the church and we invest into all ages. We don't believe that there's people who have had their time at church gone by. We invest heavily into our seniors ministries, into our marriage ministries, into our strategic ministries, into our men's and ladies, because we wanna grow all people to a mature faith in Jesus Christ. It's in our mission. We also have a vision. And one of our visions is to look out in the future and say, that's what we want our church to be known for. And that vision really is to be remarkable. You say, see, what, what, you want to be like talented or something? No, 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 we're not saying we're talented, although there's a ton of talent here. We are so blessed with so many talented volunteers, but we're not talking about being remarkable talent-wise. Are you talking about remarkable facilities? No, we're not talking about that. Lord knows how confusing our parking lot is, amen? I mean, we know we don't got the facilities, God, you know, but we, we do our best with what we've got. Nope, so we're not talking about that. What do you mean by being remarkable? It's not a comparison word. It's based out of scripture. Scripture says in 1 Peter, in your hearts, honor Christ the Lord is holy. Always be prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for the reason of the hope that's in you. We are be living a certain life where people go, you know, that's really remarkable how you live. I mean, I don't know how you have faith even in that scenario. It's really remarkable that your church cares about that. It's really remarkable that you do that at work because nobody else here does that. The remarkable is to stand out as different because of Jesus Christ. But, but here's a hallmark we try to lean into. We don't want to stand out because we're noisy gongs with a bunch of opinions. We want to stand out out of gentleness and respect. We live in a world that mocks gentleness. We live in a world that mocks meekness as weak. But gentleness is one of the characteristics of Jesus Christ. And I far want to be him more than I want to win the opinion of men. And Jesus was the definition of meek. And he had gentleness to him, but make no mistake, he had a firm foundation and a willingness to stand on the truth and confront lies that came at him. He had it though with respect. And respect is a two-way street. It's amazing to me how many people want to demand other people respect them, but won't give them respect in the back. Respect is always a two-way street. If you want respect from someone, you have to offer respect. So scripture says, be remarkable, 
but do it in such a way that people ask about the hope that's in you because you're doing it out of gentleness and respect. It's part of our vision that people would see Renew Bible as a place that, wow, they truly love the Lord. They're not a bunch of jerks or weirdos or mean people or judgmental. There's a gentleness about the church, not an arrogance to it. And they're respectful, yet they definitely know what they believe. I can see that in their testimony. And then we have a strategy. A dream is just a wish. And a wish will never happen unless you set a goal and you move towards it. Well, you got to build a strategy in order to do that, especially when your family's big. And one of our strategies is built around a word. And that word inspired us by reading a verse in Corinthians. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what the will of God is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. We come here on Sundays with a lot of the world on us. We're a little dirty, if you will, from what happened during the week. Whether you're discouraged or defeated, whether, whether you're going through a difficult time and you come here and you hear the word of God, it just kind of fires that Holy Spirit inside of you up because your mind's been renewed. You're looking at life differently and you're being able to discern what attitudes in you need checked and what attitude needs to change and what behavior needs to be moving forward. And that's part of the discerning what is good and acceptable and perfect. And that's why we love the word renew. We love the, to build this church on renew and that's exactly what we move forward in doing. We're gonna take this re and we're gonna put it throughout our strategies as a reminder for us so we don't have mission drift to stay focused on renewing the mind through what? The word of God. And so how do we get here? Well, just last March, we had a we get to night with our church members and we offered five affirmations, one being new members that were joining the church and four affirmations that were going to change the trajectory of our vision, even though we're the exact same church. And here are the affirmations. If I can remind you of them or you're reading them for the first time. It said this, I affirm the decision to change the name of First Baptist Church of Percocy, PA to Renew Bible Church of Percocy, if the Lord wills, September 1st, 2022. And it was the Lord's will. We moved forward and on September 1st, 2022, we did change the name to Renew Bible Church of Percy. Over a 98% vote to say, let's do this to continue to grow people of all ages to a mature faith under Renew. The colon's in there if you're newer to our church because Revivals has a colon and a colon means in response to so often. Well, in response to what God was doing up at Revivals and in in response to what God is doing here at this church, we wanted that congruency there. And so it's on our signs. It's not in everything we type or everything we write, but it's part of our logo and saying these two organizations work together even though they're different. Two different strategies, but a common passion to renew lives through the word of God. And on top of that, we put Bible in the church's name because we wanted Bible in there. We didn't want people to wonder what we're about. 
We submit to the scriptures. It's called the authority of scriptures in our doctrinal statements. And when we wonder what to do in the world, we do not take our cues from from things on TV or a people's opinions at times. We take our cues from scripture. We have a biblical worldview in our approach to scripture. We have a biblical worldview in our approach to marriage. We have a biblical worldview in our approach to manhood and womanhood. We have a biblical worldview in our approach to the sanctity of life. We have a biblical worldview in our approach to stewardship. We have a biblical worldview in how we walk people through a submission to authority. We have a biblical worldview. And so when people come here and say, how come we're doing what the Bible says? We go, it's Renew Bible Church. This is what we submit to. And we go to the scriptures as our authority. And that way, if anyone's confused by that, we can at least say, you did know when you came here that this is where we stand. I would love to say, well, isn't that true of everywhere you go? But I can't. And I tell you this, it's our desire and our passion to move forward this ministry under the very root and foundation that got us to this place. And that's the word of God. Can I get amen renew? And so that's what we're about. And we affirmed that and it was exciting. And we had a great week get tonight, but we didn't want to forget our roots. And one of our roots is the fact that we are First Baptist Church and we've been here for 124 years in this community. In fact, we were here before most of this community was developed. You can see pictures of our original buildings with dirt roads. Can any of you remember dirt roads in Perkasy? If you can, praise God, you stuck it out this long. Way to go, way to go. I mean, oh my goodness, right? But, but, but one of those facilities, we had an opportunity. God brought it to us to purchase our original facility on 4th and Arch. And so we affirmed that night to purchase the original church property of First Baptist Church of Perkasy at 4th and Arch Street, if the Lord wills, March 25th, 2022. Now, if you've ever seen the size of this facility, you'll know we can't meet in it anymore. But we can have opportunities to love our neighborhood by being there because not only does the church come with the property, the original property. I mean, look at this. This is what it looked like um, back when we were there as well as it used to, it seems to have a tower. I think water damage took that out. I wish the bell was still up there or something like that, but, but it's a beautiful building. Many of you called it a quaint building, a charming building when you walk through it for a week of prayer, but it's a property that's really special to us because we've been able to move in. One of our own missionaries who we're now calling our community chaplain is living right on that property because there's a house right next to it and Adam and Corey and their cute little boys and there's a third one on the way that were in there. Okay, well, I mean, more bedrooms. So, so what? We're excited because they're serving in there and have a chance to love their community and be the hands and feet of Jesus right there on 4th and Arch. And we're praying and we got a really neat community feedback about things that we could do there that would bless the bless that area. And, and on top of that, didn't you get to see it at night? Isn't it so neat to see that facility at night? We're excited about what God's doing there. And on top of that, God surprised us with a, 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 a credit to our organization right around that exact time of $307,000. And it was as if God was saying, here, just in case you don't do it, I'll buy it for you. I mean, it was just unbelievable. All the things behind the scenes where God so clearly showed himself. Um, But church, there's a lot of prayer that went into that facility. And we believe God's gonna use it big, even though it's small. 
Our third affirmation was concerning separating our organizations for moving into the future to not only businessmen and women create a corporate veil between the two entities, but enable our revivals organization to grow at the pace God wants it to grow and not be a burden to Renew Bible or get Renew Bible off its mission. And so we asked to affirm the decision to incorporate Renew Bible Ministries into its own separate nonprofit, subservient to Renew Bible Church in January of 2023. We followed through this January with that. Renew Bible Church and Renew Bible Ministries Incorporated are now fully operational. Renew Bible Incorporated has its own board. I'm on the board as the executive director, as well as our senior director, Jason Black, who has been serving as our men's director and discipleship director now for a few months here this past year, but he's been working at church throughout the fall and took on more of a role in leading Renew Bible Ministries oversight, a parent company, if you will, to revivals. And so this is our first jump on location on video. I wanna jump to Jason. I'm gonna have him share a little bit about what's going on. He's gonna walk you through our ministries over there and give you a little heads up on some things that are going as well as stop by our revivals outreach director, Sandy Nay. So she's gonna have some updates for small groups. Check this video out. Jason, are you there? Go ahead, go ahead. Thanks, Chris. We're over here at Revivals. Hopefully you've been getting our monthly emailed newsletter. You can also subscribe to our social media to keep in touch with what's going on over here. Just last month, we announced that Renew Bible Ministries officially launched. It's the parent company of Revival's Outreach Ministries, Revival's Life Ministries, and eventually Revival's Wellness Ministries. Let's go talk to Sandy and see what's going on. Sandy, could you tell them about the project you're working on with the small groups? Hi, Jason, thanks. Yeah, I'd love to tell you about, um, one of the things we're working on is small groups. They have been coming to us asking, how can we serve together as a small group? So we got together, we were praying, and we came up with a variety of options. So we look forward to sharing these options with you. Your small group leader should have gotten an email this week, and we'd love to have you come out and learn about these opportunities. We're looking forward to serving with you. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Andy. Let's go downstairs and check out what's going on down there. Down here, we have our counseling office. Sue's in a session right now. Sue's been heading up our life ministries as of the new year, which is seeing over 100 people in counseling and 17 students a week, which has been our resource center's growth. Let's take a look in the pantry and see what Al's up to. Hey, Al, could you give the church an update on the kitchen ministry? Sure, Jason. In our soup and soul ministry, we're providing about 150 hot meals every Tuesday night to the community. And in our homebound ministry, we're delivering about 120 meals each week. And in 2022, we provided about 10,000 plus meals in total across all our kitchen ministries. And if you look at all of this pantry, a lot of this is from a recent donation from Faith Christian and Plumstead Christian with over 5,000 pounds of meals and $10,000 in gift cards. All right, now we're over at the 4th and Arch property. We're gonna take a check in with the Renew Bible Ministries chaplain, Adam Meller. Hey, Adam. Hey, Jason, how are you? Good, can you let the church know a little bit more about your role? Absolutely. 
I get the, the blessing to be the community chaplain. And one of the cool things that comes out about that is I get to just hang out with people. I get to know people. I get to build relationships with them. But in the process, I get to kind of feel for the needs of the community. And my goal is to see us as a church, as an organization, best help the community. And by helping them, pointing them to Jesus along the way. We want to do that here at the chapel and any other way we're capable of doing that. Awesome. Thanks, buddy. Now we've got a little bit of a sneak peek for you. Last year, Pastor Chris mentioned a building that was being donated to Renew Bible Ministries. Well, that's what I'm standing in. Stay tuned. We do have more exciting news as the year develops that we'll be able to share as soon as even Easter. But to show you how we plan to build these ministries out, Revival Soup Kitchen's been going just crazy over the last um, couple years now. It's five years old. We celebrated that this fall. And all the meals that's been given out to community because of the generous support of those of you who donate to the Revival's ministry, that's where we really want to touch the soul. And on top of that, it's a great opportunity for us to engage with our community. But I can tell you in the three-year strategic plan, there's even more ideas that people in our revival strategic planning meetings are talking about that will interact with the community and some of the needs. And a lot of those needs are around clothing and different items that don't have the expense line at some major stores. And so some of the things we're talking about is even possibly building out a revival storehouse, kind of a repurposing center for people that can get behind this type of ministry to be a blessing in our community. And so there's some really neat work going on behind the scenes with that. On top of that, our counseling ministries, our resource center, working with children after school with their classes and courses and the help that they need has been growing. And so as the outreach ministry ministers to the soul, our revivals ministry is ministering to the mind and in our counseling areas. And we are seeing so many people coming to the counseling center, just be praying about that as we continue to not only grow that ministry, but try to keep up with the need as we currently have quite a backlog of those who are on the waiting list to get into our counseling center. On top of that, some of you are very excited about the vision we shared a couple years ago. It's still in the strategic planning phase of a wellness ministry that focuses on the body, that, on people's diets, on the way they take care of themselves, but even athletically and replay uh, athletic ministry campus has always been something that we've processed. There's been a lot of work behind the scenes, but we have a lot of people with athletic and physical bents in our church with a great passion for this, and that we pray will be also something that makes up the strategic vision of Renew Bible Ministries. And with all that energy, it's going to need its own headquarters, and we are seeing God blessing. We'll have more updates for you, even on what we're tracking as a move-in date for the headquarters, but that will be coming up after Easter. But uh, we're excited to have a place where we can get a lot of those ministry minds in the same room to continue to develop and work on our off-campus ministry initiatives. Now, we all see that going on. There's a lot of neat things going on here, right here at Renew Bibles Campus. And so we affirmed um, the decision to build phase one renovation, if the Lord wills, spring of 2022. Well, the Lord didn't will that. <laughs> we missed that date. Um, building project went 
and got delayed for several reasons. And we all knew, we said in the beginning, there's gonna be a little bit of a challenge this season we're constructing in, but we're responding to the growth that God's done here. We're not a church growth church, we respond to growth. We don't build things so we grow, we build things because we grew. I don't add a room in my house hoping we have a child, okay? We respond to whether there was a child and I am not making an announcement. So, so <laughs> my, I gotta make sure my wife's, okay. But, but one of the things, that we do is we respond to it and our church has been growing and we've been responding to that, but we've only been able to get a variance to build onto our current facility, not an entire land development. And so there's a process to our approval stage that we have to walk through before we can address things like parking lot, but we were able to get approval to add to this auditorium and we're getting close to seeing that come to fruition. And so you might come in here um, in, in a coming Sunday and see it beginning to get like the ceiling's gonna get painted. Some of you didn't realize the vent used to be right here and now it's up higher to prepare for new light expansion up front here. Some of this area is gonna be cut out. It might not look finished on a Sunday morning. Drywall will be added around the room. Um, Hopefully it won't smell like paint, but we don't know. Uh, there's different things that we've added along the way. Um, last week, that was a big old tube and I told everybody that was asking me about it, I said, that's the water slide to the nursery. You didn't... It's not the worst slide there. But, but those are some of the things we're working on. You're gonna be able to see them more and more because the project itself isn't planning to be done until maybe middle of the summer with all the new tech in. There's gonna be screens. They're gonna be out in the outsides. They're a little bit larger. So the people that are in the stadium seating will be able to see better for you will be several more feet away. And um, you might not even be able to see my face. Now, for some of you, that might be a really good thing. That sounds really good. But we're, the desire is to be more still communicative communicating um, the truth of God's word in the style we like to do it. And so some of those changes will be coming. You'll see it over the next few weeks and be praying that there's no interruptions. We've been praying. We wouldn't have to call you and go, I'm sorry, guys, we literally have no power. Um, but God has been good as we're going through a renovation of the property we're in. And part of the reason we did that is because we wanted to finish the project debt-free, if the Lord wills, instead of doing a larger project that will put the church in a bad place that we didn't wanna be in. And so we took this step of faith and and uh, that wall prayerfully will be down for Easter Sunday and we hope to have the stadium scene that you can actually sit in. The whole project won't be finished, but at least gain some expansion on Easter Sunday. And many of you know, that's not that many weeks away. And so we're looking forward to that. But I wanted to show you what it looks like around these things. So let's stop in. John Adams is out walking around. Let's, let's check in with him. And John, show us around the project here of what's going on on campus. Well, hey, church family, we wanted to show you a little bit of the renovation project here in our stadium seating. And as you can see, a lot has changed since we've uh, shown you a video of this spot. You can see the steel is all in now, our concrete risers are in. All of this area is gonna be for our new seating and our stadium seating section. So you could picture here, uh, maybe close to 400 seats or so, that's really gonna be able to expand our auditorium seating. And we are so excited for some of the progress that has been made. I wanna walk you around a little bit of this area and show you some of the layout that we're working on. And so follow me here, I'll show you where our tech booth is gonna be. And that's gonna be right down in this area here. So right here will be where you see our tech volunteers and ministry leaders on a Sunday morning where they'll run our in-house lighting and sound. And so this area will be occupied by some of our volunteers and staff members on Sunday morning. And I wanna show you here, we have access from this spot back to a hallway that's gonna run the length of our stadium seating here. So follow me back here. 
This will give us access here for those volunteers to get out to that tech booth. And this hallway will run out to our west foyer out near the table cafe area. Uh, but you can follow me over here to our new cafe spot. Along this hallway, we plan to have that vision language, maybe showing some of the history of the church as well as some of the things that we want to highlight to people who are newer to our church family, talking about some of our dynamics, talking about our discipleship plans and that kind of thing. But right out here will be our new lobby area and this will have our cafe. It'll be a nice open spot for people to congregate on Sunday mornings, get to know each other a little bit. Uh, we also plan out this new entrance here to put a patio space in. It's actually a pretty large patio space where uh, we also envision people being able to fellowship and spend time. We can do mentoring out here. We can have teen groups meet out here. And uh, so this will be another area for our church just to expand our lobby space, which, space, which has been kind of tight lately. Uh, but follow me now. I'll take you from what's going to be our, our expanded East Foyer here into a, our existing East Foyer, which you already know. So you can see some of the work being done in here. Uh, this might look a little more familiar to you. We're kind of in where the old East Foyer was and our old cafe area where our coffee was. This will all be part of our renovated lobby and make up that new cafe space as well as just some open space for people to congregate on Sunday mornings. All right, follow me out here. Now here we are in our East Foyer. You know this spot well. Let me take you over to our nursery. I'll show you some of the progress being made over here. So at one time, this is where the babies were and they'll be back in here, uh, but you can see all kinds of renovations going on in here. Uh, this is uh, right in the midst of a lot of work being done. On the other side of this wall um, is a lot more new space. I can show you through a window over here. This space for our nursery area is really gonna be about double what it was before. And you can see some of this new space through our window here. This will all be opened up and create one large early childhood education wing, uh, which will be a great, exciting, expanded place for our children to meet on Sunday mornings. Uh, let me walk you now over to the behind the stage area because we were able to uh, repurpose some of those areas for some of our online ministry. Um, as you know, as our church, God has really blessed our online ministry here the last couple years. And we're very excited to be able to repurpose some of these areas behind the stage for that online ministry, some of the specific needs that we have uh, for broadcasting our service. And so right back here are a few spaces that are coming along really well. Um, to the left here will be an area uh, that holds some of our servers for our broadcast ministry on Sunday morning. Right in here will be our rooms for video on this side and then for audio on this side. And our volunteers will be able to use these rooms to do that broadcast ministry on Sunday mornings. I know we're excited for that. Uh, and then right down here will be a finished hallway that takes us up these stairs and to the back of stage. And I'll give you a glimpse back here of what happens here on a Sunday morning. We have our audio here uh, that mixes for our online ministry right now. That'll move down there and then our video mixing. And so that's a little tour of some of our campus updates, but I have a few more things to share with you and I'll do that in person. Ooh. That was quite a walk there, John. Yeah, I'm pretty tired after that walk now, there. Yeah. 
Now, clearly, it's not Sunday morning when you filmed that video or the other one, uh, but uh, give us a little uh, idea of what they can be expecting here coming up with where everything is at, John. Thanks for taking that walk. Yeah, you bet. Uh, the magic of Hollywood there. Um, wanted to give you just a quick financial update. We've been using a seat count throughout this project to give you a little bit of an idea where we're at. And uh, we're all the way up to 1,546 seats, so well over 75% of that goal that we set for that last million dollars to do this project debt-free. So thank you uh, to all those who have given to support this project. I know some people have talked to me. They're still thinking about it, still praying about it. So this is the time, these next couple months, to get this project seen through to the end. But thank you once again to all those who have supported this project financially. We're so close. Now, they're giving towards a seat for someone to hear the word of God, yeah, not, right. their, not seat, their seat, right? That, there's yes. no name. Make that, right. make that sure. I'm hoping some people will still sit down here on the floor when that stadium seating yeah. comes yeah. in. Um, John, there's been, um, obviously, with the growth, there's been a challenge in our parking lot from time to time. We've already made a joke of it. It's only one day a week, which is kind of a bummer to build an entire parking lot for one day a week. We're fine parking throughout the rest of the week for our ministries, but what are some of the adjustments we're going to make just in this season before future expansion parking is right. done? Phase two, we're addressing that maybe in a more permanent way, but in the meantime, we have a little bit of a crunch, and many of you know, if, you, if you're here during second service like this service, it's often a packed parking lot out there. I was at a small group recently. We were talking about the parking crunch and they were saying, well, at least this is a friendly parking lot because some parking lots, when they get packed, everybody gets nasty. Here, they thought at least people were friendly and I think that's true. Uh, but sometimes there's if, literally- If you were nasty today, you get grace. You can <laughs> <Yeah>. just be- <laughs> Uh, sometimes there really aren't any places to park, and maybe you've experienced that before. We have had staff parking on the grass. We've had volunteers parking on the grass. We've created parking spots in our lot that aren't real parking spots, just trying to address it. Uh, but I wanted to let you know that we do have a solution that we're very thankful for uh, for the shorter term here. Right next door to our church property is the Penridge Bus Depot. And we've been given permission from the school district there to park every Sunday. It's up to like 127 cars right there. And, uh, and so you may have seen last week, even we were piloting some shuttles going back and forth. We had a golf cart going back and forth and uh, a couple church vans. And we have some staff and board members parking over there actually today to continue to pilot that. Uh, but starting in March, we're going to have a sign-up available for anybody who'd be willing to help us with our parking crunch and say, hey, I'll sign up to park over there in April or May and alleviate a little of the parking problem here, especially so that visitors or people who are newer to the church can come into our lot. So don't be surprised next Sunday if you see some signage out, if you see some vans going back and forth, maybe some big capacity golf carts going back and forth here. It's about a five minute walk, which will be nice in like May and June, maybe a little tough in most Februarys, although this one's pretty mild. Uh, but you'll be seeing more information about that coming out soon. We're looking forward to getting ready for this extra seating with that parking lot. Yeah, we can't be more grateful for how incredibly adaptable and flexible the congregation has been through all these uh, growth challenges, including adding an auditorium during this season that people are in right now. So uh, Pastor John Hodnett has been kind of manning this auditorium. It's not only our plan B, it's our auditorium B. He's down there now. Let's see if we can go live to him. This work first service. John, are you down there? Yes, there, we are there live you are. here, Chris. Talk, talk to us, John. How's it going down there? It's going great. There's about 75 people here today, and I think of them as our we get to crowd. They don't have like they don't have to be down here, but in order to help the church, uh, since it's kind of crowded up there where you are, uh, they have chosen to be down here, and we're very appreciative for them for doing that. So, uh, yeah. 
You pan out a little bit. How many we you got? Let's oh, yeah. see if we can see some of yeah, the crowd down there. Them. Pan out a little bit. Can they hear us? Can they wave to us? Can oh, they yeah, hear they're us? waving. There we go. You say yeah. hello to them. Yeah. We appreciate you all being down there and being a part of our ministries during this season of growth. We're looking forward to getting everybody back. And uh, we thank you for those of you who have been very flexible with that, as well as John, who is down there in that auditorium. You might say, as the church grows, sometimes I can feel disconnected. Well, I'm going to humbly put that on you. How have you gone out of your way to find out what's going on? Do you follow us online? Do you subscribe to our email? Do you hear our updates? For we faithfully do them each week and we're asking you to kind of keep up with that. And so you could check, you say, hey, I get the email, but if you didn't open it, you didn't really get the email. And, and, and yeah, I saw it, but if you didn't read the post, you didn't see it. And we offer so many things through those sources so you can have them and so that you can be participating with us and staying on us. So maybe... If you haven't yet, go to the Renew Bible Church app and download it. You'll even get updates on service times that will come to you, as well as a lot of our information. Many of you leverage the sermon archive. You say, does Pastor Chris ever preach on that? And there are sermons of the past that are on there that you can follow and look through and go through them. But there's so much more content than even that. We don't use the pulpit as the sole way to communicate to our congregation. Sometimes people say, do we ever talk about that? Is there ever a place we can talk about that? And we say, the pulpit's not the sole place. It's one of the places, but we have a mission and vision and strategy for the pulpit ministry, just like our other ministries. So where do we deal with that? It's our discipleship ministries. We offer courses in both the fall and in the spring, as well as even the summer, where you can see some of those topics that people are continually asking, where's the church stand on this? What does the church say about this? Could I get some more information about this. And so if you were to go onto our app, you could see the different avenues of the way we disciple our church. If you simply want to know what we're about or more about our doctrinal statements or more about our statements of faith, Renew 101 is an awesome opportunity. We have an incredible pastoral staff that teaches many of those classes, but we have an awesome discipleship team made up of men and women who teach those classes as well. They're great encouragements to you, as well as small groups, as well as both men's and ladies' studies that meet regularly that are available to you through Renew Discipleship. What you will also find if you follow us more and if you stay invested in what we're doing, you'll hear updates about what's going on in our student ministries. We, we invest heavily into our student ministries. We want the teens to have a place they belong with people they know, and we share the love of God with them. They have leaders and small groups and many activities, including some dodgeball and mini masters opportunities coming up. I'm intrigued by that mini masters. It sounds like a mini golf tournament. I'm intrigued by that. Hopefully it's a little bit sooner and maybe I can get to that. But there's many things they do you want your teenagers to be involved with. And teens, it's a great place for you to bring your friends. On top of that, I know our kids are over at Children's Church with Pastor Ben and Erica and Alyssa, but we're excited because we're getting closer and closer to launching our camp ministry dates. And this year we're going with an underwater theme for the kids. And so plan on octopuses and submarines and all sorts of neat things underwater as we have another incredible camp season planned. We're excited about all the ways God uses our summers to impact our community as well as our own children. On top of that, our Sunday 
morning and Wednesday night kids ministries that meet regularly. Hey, if you're a college student, you're listening online in your dorm room or, or on campus with a several students, or if you're here and you're living in this area, if you're a young adult and you come to our young adults, or if you don't know about it, they meet weekly in small groups. They meet monthly for worship, but they also have some awesome events where you can feel more plugged in to renew. Renew Young Adults is a great place to not only get to know more people your age, but they have some awesome worship nights and they have some incredible ministry endeavors to get excited about. Now, now, couples, we are excited about this because in just a few weeks, we'll be hosting a marriage conference that we've invited a national speaker in from a weekend to remember marriage conferences who will be sharing with our couples. And we're excited about this marriage conference. It's in March and it's an awesome opportunity for you guys to come in. We're gonna fix your marriages in three hours. It's good. We're not gonna do that, but we're gonna be a blessing and we wanna be a little bit more proactive in the way we minister to couples in this church and so target that as a possible rejuvenation date for your marriage. Now, our church also loves to ask questions. Our church loves to defend their faith. Our church loves the scriptures. Our, love, our church likes to engage people in a remarkable manner that's gentle and respectful, but very firm in what they believe. And so we thought it would be a great season to offer an apologetics conference to our church and so if you ever want to get more techniques on how to share your faith or to answer some of those tough questions, we've invited Dr. Farnham from Lancaster Bible College. He'll be with us that weekend at an apologetics conference you can sign up for. If any of the adults in the room want to come to that, we, we plan on that being an encouraging time. Remember, our pulpit is not the only place we disciple our church. We talk to our church and guide our church in many avenues, but you got to take advantage of them and you got to know about them. That information was not new. It was all out there. And you could have already known that by going through the app, except for the apologetics conference. I think that was a secret. I unveil today. Many of you, you love all this, but you love care ministry. And when you see the church grow, your heart goes, how can we care for all these people? There's a lot of people who need love. And so let's catch up with Pastor Doug Quick with an update on our care ministries because we invest heavily into Renew Care Ministries and hear what's going on with him. Let's go to Doug. Here we are in the family care mobile office. Uh, Pastor Doug, tell me a little bit about where this mobile office takes you during a normal week of family care ministry. Well, I, I was just at a hospital a little bit ago. I, I often get to nursing homes. Sometimes I can cover up to, to three hospitals, nursing home in a, in a two or three hour period, depending upon where the hospitals are located. And we also uh, go to people's homes from time to time. Uh, generally with visits, I would, I would uh, schedule them ahead of time. Uh, soup. It, it's a blessing to just randomly stop by and drop off soup at people's doors. One thing that's really neat about our church is we have a benevolent fund that people in our church family love giving to. Um, tell us a little bit about how much has been given out in that benevolent fund and some of the ways you've seen that used this past year. Probably in the past year, um, about $110,000 has been given out through the benevolent fund. Uh, a lot of it just at Christmas time, uh, a lot of it because of a, of a very generous gift that was given, plus an awful lot of very generous smaller gifts. And it's just amazing how God blesses it. Uh, we made a list of over 25 people at Christmas that we were able to, to be a blessing to. And then during the course of the year, folks that 
have a particular uh, health need going on and whether or not insurance covers the health need, it, it's always an encouragement for people to get a little bit of help during times like that if there's missed work or if, uh, if transportation uh, costs are excessive, the gas to the Philadelphia three or four times and stuff, it's very helpful. Giant cars are used in sort of the same way for gas or for uh, people to get groceries with. And, and when I said $110,000, that's probably combined with giant cards and Deacon Benevolent gifts during the course of the year. So our church has grown a lot lately, and one of the things that you've been working on to scale family care is developing some family <clears throat> care teams. You've been talking about that with our staff and with our church family at our We Get Two Nights, but uh, tell the church a little bit about those family care teams and some of the things you're excited about with that. Yeah, we have, uh, we, we've set aside 12 different teams, and it's, it's pretty cool that uh, th those teams seem to have met the different needs that we have at this point. We might be adding some teams down the road. We've been using mover teams to move folks out of a home or into another home and maybe even just moving furniture from one place to another place. Our mover team has helped. Soup team, as I mentioned earlier, has just been tremendous. Uh, people drop off soup at my doorstep in the summertime I have a cooler out of my door and I get the chance to be able to drop it off at other folks homes and say here the care team the soup team really wants to be a blessing to you this is uh, from your renewed church family who loves you and then we have a visiting team we have a, a, a meals team we have uh, a small projects team we have a summer and fall cleanup team for doing some work outside and a nurses team uh, that's going to be having a nurse assigned in, in our in our services once that uh, we have all the renovations finished we'll have a, a nurse on board for each of our services on Sunday and uh, that, that's a good thing to have just a quick question for those who want to get in co uh, contact with you as a family care pastor or with our family care teams uh, what's the best way for them to reach you the best way is, is probably to go through the website. There's instructions that uh, always appear on my monthly family care update on how to get a hold of, of, of the website to put a need on. Also, there's an email address that you can send to. That's also on that website. And then there's a cell phone number. People can use the cell and somebody from family care will get back to them. Pastor Doug in his mobile office. You know, as we uh, move forward, we want to make sure that you know about one of the most important things to us, and that is with our dynamics, they're built out of Scripture, inspired by Scripture. And one of them that we always want to point out, any kind of vision Sunday, is the vapor dynamic. Do you know the vapor dynamic? Well, if you've been with our church a little bit, this is gonna get familiar to you because we like to name these so we can remember them, all right? But we want you to understand when you hear all this vision, you hear all these different things that we're planning or we're working on, we want you to understand how we look at them. And we look at them through the eyes of scripture. And the vapor dynamic is born out of James chapter four, 13 through 17. Pastor James is talking to a congregation that's spread abroad, to, the, to those who are scattered abroad, he says. And he has some information, especially for those who are behaving a certain way that he wants them to understand. He says this in verse 13 of chapter four. 
He says, come now, you who say, today or tomorrow we will go into such and such a town and spend a year there and trade and make a profit. Oh, I noticed something. I actually noticed four things about what they were doing that James says, I wanna talk to you. Come here, come here, you people who go and do these things. He says, four things I see. They are planning on a departure. Come now, you are going today or tomorrow. Have you ever planned out? Some of you like planning vacations more than going on vacations. You just love planning. He goes, I'd like to talk to all of you who like to make a plan and then you label what days you're gonna do it. And then he noticed, I, I noticed this, that we're gonna go into such and such a town. They're planning the specifics. We're gonna go to this city on this date. We're gonna spend, oh, they even say how long. You're planning the times. We're gonna spend a year there and we're gonna trade and we're gonna make a profit. They're even planning for success. Not only are gonna trade, we're gonna, we're gonna have a profit. James says, you know those people who love to plan when they're gonna do something with dates? They're gonna plan out the specifics of the destinations and they're gonna plan out the times they're gonna be there and they're gonna plan to even be a success? You know those people? Yeah, come here. What? Come here. What? Don't you feel that tension? Come here, I wanna talk to you for a second, James says. I see you all out planning. I see your dates. I see your weeks. I see your vision presentation, Pastor Chris. Come here. What? You don't even know what tomorrow will bring. Well, I, I, we kind of have an idea. No, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. How many of you learned the hard way that you don't know what tomorrow will bring? Aren't we good at saying what we think will happen? Oh, you know what's gonna to happen to the church? This will happen. I've seen this before. Aren't we good at that? Have you ever been wrong before? Then you should question how much you can foresee the future. For some of you, if you have a negative bent, all your future is gonna be negative. It's gonna to destroy today. The devil will laugh at that. Some of you are all positive and you don't think through the possible struggles that could occur and you train wreck too quickly when adversity comes and the devil laughs at that. We don't want the devil laughing. We don't want him winning. So we have some wisdom we better gather from James. And did you know James is a wisdom book? He says, you don't know what tomorrow will bring. Okay, well, even if I submit that that's true, what are you saying? What is your life, James says? For you are a mist. Some translations have vapor. You, you appear for a little while and then you vanish. That's what your life is. And you're out there planning dates. All this. Are, 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 you, are you saying, I, I don't matter? Just you have to understand you're but a vapor. You appear, you're a mist and, and you're gone. Let, let, me, let me illustrate, let me illustrate, let me illustrate. Here's our life compared to James. Here's our life, ready? There you are. Just a vapor, puff. Some of you are a good smelling vapor. Some of you are bad smelling vapor. <laughs> but this James says, you're just a mist. You're out there playing like you, but that's you. Are you saying I'm not significant? Are you saying I'm not important? Well, we know we can compare this passage with all of scripture and know that's not true. 
For my heavenly father sent his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. My heavenly father valued my life enough to send his son to die on a cross to be tortured to death for me. So he's placed tremendous value on me. So this vapor talk isn't to say that I'm invaluable. It's to say, stay humble. Be careful. There's a danger to planning to setting times, there's a danger to it. I wrote in my notes, as a church, may we never spend a single day planning as if we're the masters of our fate. This is what we're gonna do. This is a guarantee. There's no doubt about it. Or, you know what will happen. I've seen this before. I bet this will happen. I told you so. No, no more of that. Just a vapor. You don't know what the future holds. So when you plan, plan prayerfully. Plan very prayerfully. Scripture says not to not plan. Go to the ant, you sluggard, and consider his ways. He toils throughout a season to be prepared for seasons of drought. It's simply to say, when you pray, don't you dare leave God out of that equation. I don't even set a hotel date anymore without praying. Lord, please help Rebecca to like the hotel so she doesn't hate the whole trip. No, that, but the prayer is sort of like that. But I now submit plans because I don't want to do it. I have prayed before selecting a seat at a sporting game. Lord, I want to go. My plan's to go. And I want to, but I'm giving this to you. How do you make your plans? Do you plan with God in your prayer life? okay, okay, well, what should I do instead? I hear the problem. What's the solution? James gives solutions. He says this, instead, you ought to say, now, now for all my scholars in the room, in the original language, it means a continual action here. So this ought to means all the time. Don't do it one time and stop. Every time you make plans, I want this coming out of your mouth. What? If the Lord wills, we will live and do this or that. Speak, speak with humility. Release your grip on the future. If the Lord wills, we'll do this. It takes so much pressure off of your planning. It takes so much stress of God, I want this to be perfect so bad. Lord, if you will it, we'll do it. I wrote down in my notes, may we as a church never, may we never, one more slide please, spend a single day talking as if we control our future hopes and dreams. There are seasons in life where even as believers, our dreams can get dashed, our hopes can get beat up, our souls can get hurt. And in those moments, we need to understand it wasn't the Lord's will and submit to that versus double down in frustration or anger like this past soul series we were going through but to say, if the Lord wills, this will happen. I want it to happen, but I'm gonna release my grip. I'm not gonna plan without God, and I'm not gonna talk about my plans without that statement. And then James concludes with a very powerful phrase we're gonna leverage for our next series. He says this, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it for him, it's him. You see, it seems that there are sins of commission and there are sins of omission. 
In other words, there are some times when we should be doing something that God's clearly leading us to do, clearly telling us to do, and we're not doing it. And you know what one of those things is? Planning without the Lord involved in your plans, moving forward and talking like you're the one who can control whether it's gonna happen. And the other is thinking. So may we never spend a single day without thinking about what we ought to be doing for God, for when God calls us to do something that we ought to do. We ought to be forgiving. We ought to be loving our spouse. We ought to be thinking of others first. There are sometimes we know what to do and we're not doing it. What's a name for not doing what we're supposed to be doing because we don't want to? I'm gonna go with selfishness. And that is the heartbeat behind our next sermon series that'll lead us to Easter. Where am I being selfish? How can selfishness derail my life? Things I should be doing, but I don't feel like doing them. And I know to not not do it. So is that sin? Because we're called to plan prayerfully, talk humbly, and think selflessly. Can you remember that, Renew Bible? Plan prayerfully, talk humbly, if the Lord wills, and think selflessly. What ought to I be doing for you, God? Because he calls us to do certain things, and sometimes we know exactly what we should be doing, and we don't do it. And at the root of it, it's selfishness. We're gonna study someone who might appear as one of the more selfish people in scripture along our journey of selfishness and look at the life and ministry and stubbornness and selfishness of Jonah. And when we start this series, one of the things that we're gonna be talking about in our Jonah series is what ought I be doing for Jonah? was so upset about the call of God, he said, no, I'm not doing that. In fact, if I did do that, they would all turn to you, God, and I don't want that because I don't like them. So I don't want to do it. And he said, I'm out of here. And he took his ball and left. How far? Oh, as far as he could go. And how far did God chase him? Oh, he went after his kids. And even when you're being selfish, your heavenly father says, I'm coming. No, I'm coming. No, leave me alone. I'm coming. Stop it. And that is at the heart of our series next week.